straight wins for the Super Bowl champs, plus what's happening in Vegas is winning football. And are we buying these undefeated teams? We discuss that and so much more. We call this the Monday Morning Extra Point. MXP, if you like, a Bucks Nation podcast. Len Martez joined for the first, but certainly not the last time, by former NFL quarterback Brandon Dowdy. My man, welcome, Brandon. And uh, I got to say, I'm really looking forward to doing this together. Yeah, man, I think we're going to have some fun. First off, second off, it's an honor to be here, but I'm going to be in your presence, man. You, you're like a, a legend down here in South Florida, man. So I'm excited to, to, to knock this thing out and, and see if we can educate these people, man. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I don't know about that legend stuff, man. But uh, <laughs> maybe, at the, maybe at the end of uh, about 200 of these, we'll both be legends in, uh, in Tampa. But uh, let's get into uh, some things, man. First off, first off, before we do anything else, before we dive into yesterday's action, uh, follow Brandon on Twitter at, at Brandon Dowdy. Follow me, myself, Len Martez, at Elmart A10. Most of all, follow Bucks Nation at Bucks underscore Nation. And don't forget to hit us up on BucksNation.com for all the latest news on the Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And no matter where you found this podcast, whether it's Spotify, iHeart, or Apple, hit that subscribe button so that you get this podcast and others when a new one comes out. All right, B, let's, uh, let's talk a little football, man. Let's talk a little action yesterday. Bucks winners right here at Ray J Stadium, 48 to 25 over the Falcons. Bucks are now 2-0. Tenth straight win. Ninth straight win. NFL record with over 30 points in games. And listen, you're a quarterback. You played in the NFL. You played college football where, where the offense was pretty wide open. But, dude, have you ever seen an, an offense like this in the NFL when it comes to the Bucks right now? I mean, Len, are you surprised, first of all? Like, I, I mean, for real. Like, you got the greatest quarterback of all time. They have a, a receiving core where your number three guy, receiver, three or four years ago was the best receiver in the NFL. That's your number. You got Mike Evans, you got Chris Godwin, and you got the third guy and a guy named Antonio Brown who – I'll be honest with you. I saw him live in 17 and I thought this dude is unbelievable. He did it all. He could catch the ball and run, get out in space and make 10 guys miss. He, he can run the deep ball better than deep routes better than I've ever seen in any receiver in my life. Uh, just dynamic. And he's playing with the quarterback that he loves. I don't know if you, you saw him two weeks ago when he threw a touchdown pass, the second first, first or second touchdown pass to him. He lifts. Hey Tom, I love you. <laughs> I was like, dang, man, that's some, I mean, you talk about two guys that are on the same page. I know Antonio didn't really do much in this game, but I, I have never seen an offense more dynamic, more able to dictate to a defense in my life. I've never seen a quarterback at 44 years old playing like he's is in his prime five years in. I mean, he looks better now than I've ever seen him in my life with his reads, with his decision-making, with his off the field fun he's having with the amount of fun he's having in the game and it's all choreographed it feels like it feels like it's just like I'm watching a perfect play from play one to play 80 whenever however many plays they get into a game so uh this this team is fun this team is no joke they are by far in my opinion the best team in the NFL uh through two weeks they are they can beat you up in the run game when they want to whatever the defense is dictating they're going to play cover four. They're going to play four man down, down front. 
they're going to have an answer for it. And Tom's going to beat you before that ball's even snapped. And that's just like, I have never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything uh, this dynamic. So I, sky's the limit. I know this Atlanta team is not very good, but it, it had upset written all over it. It had a feeler game all written all over it in a game where you could have said, ah, well, we'll look over them, look, look towards next week. But they just dominated from start to finish. Their defense, the only downside I can think of, like literally the only downside I can think of in this game was their defense didn't play great in the third quarter. That's it. Yeah. Give me something good specific to yesterday that you saw. One was their, their ability to dictate. They can do whatever they want. They can throw the deep ball. They can throw a check down. He could still run RPOs at 44 when these young kids are running in at 20 years old. He can, he can do whatever he wants, Tom Brady can. And so when you have a guy like that that is able to do so many things offensively, uh, I, I don't understand and how they're going to get beat. If there's there's a team that can go 17 and 0 with a with a quarterback that's been there, he's he's won over and over and over again. I I really don't know how they how you beat this team. It's 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 impressive. Well, I'll give you something that I liked yesterday, and it was it happened at the start of the game. 75 play drive to score that that first touchdown, and you know for Seven days, everybody was talking about Mike Evans, Mike Evans. Where's Mike Evans? Where's Mike Evans? Where's Mike there Evans? He is. And you know what? Tom put all that talk to bed and hit Mike with a couple of passes on that drive. Not only that, everybody's like, who's going to be the star running back? Who's going to be the starting running back? Ronald Jones fumbled. Oh, my God. He's in the doghouse, blah, blah, blah. First drive, he gets two carries for 10 yards. Put all that talk to bed. So, you know, whether it's a calculated move or not, whether it's scripted by the offense, how they did it, the bottom line is they're so in tune with how they can do stuff. And like you, like you said, they can do it whenever they want to do it. Whenever they want. It, it, it's crazy, Lynn. Like those guys, and you're exactly right. Like it's almost, if you're in a good spot, I've been in good offenses. We, we led the country in 14 and 15 in, in yards. We led the country. In, this is in college. We led the country in Western Kentucky. Yards. We led it. Yeah. We led it in, at Western and we were in a groove kind of like Tampa's in right now. Like, it was like one of those grooves where, oh, shoot, our best receiver hasn't touched the ball. We're in the second quarter. How can I get him the ball? Like, think about that with the best players in the world defending you. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it, it, it like, blows my mind, Len. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, they can say, all right, Mike Evans, I'm sorry. I know you were complaining on the sideline last week. I know you are upset probably all week in practice. I know. I know it. I know it. I've been around star receivers. But let's just get him the ball and make him feel good. When you're in that much of a group, people are just trying to win day in and day out in the NFL. It's the hardest league in the world to win at. And you're able to say, all right, let me just get this guy in isolation by formation in the right situation and getting him in an isolation one-on-one and throwing him the ball. It's what he's got four catches, five catches for 75 and then two touchdowns. I mean, come on, man, five catches, 75 yards and two touchdowns in this game. I mean, the guy, if you can, I just can't think you can orchestrate anything better than what they're doing. It, it, it's like, it's like, it's unbelievable. It's like, it's like something I've never seen before in, in any sport where they just can do whatever they want at any time in any place ever. ever. It, and it's crazy, man. It's, it, it is. It's, it's unbelievable. Let me tell you something else I saw that was good. And it just happened on one play. And you talked about the number three wide receiver, arguably the best number three wide receiver in the NFL. He just happens to be a number three wide receiver in the NFL because he's on this team with two basic number ones in Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And I'm talking about Antonio Brown. 
But there was one thing that I liked about yesterday that really shows how far he's come and how far he's accepted his role on his football team. There was a play where he was lined up with Chris Godwin on Godwin's touchdown, lined up on the same side of the field. Antonio ran an out shorter than Chris's. Chris's, Chris ended up in the end zone, caught the touchdown pass. In the middle of the play, Antonio sees that Chris has his man beat, and he's pointing to him as to say, you got him, bro. You got him. And Chris catches the touchdown pass. Boom. Now, like you said, you've been around wide receivers before, played in the league, played in an offensive college of Western Kentucky that, you know, was a customer to guys wanting the football and getting the football. But you had a wide receiver in Antonio Brown yesterday that was gleefully pointing to someone else scoring a touchdown. That man has come a long way, dude. And it's good to see because, again, you mentioned how he loves Tom Brady, and he probably loves playing in Tampa Bay a whole lot too. Absolutely. And you know what's funny is, is that tells me two things because I didn't see that play. But, but it tells me two things. One, that Antonio's – that game is moving so slow for him. Like he can identify – yeah, he might have saw him open, but the coverage, he knows every coverage in the book. He says, oh, I know this coverage dictates for Godwin to throw the ball. Maybe it was a cover two cloud or a, a, a four shell where they robbed the second guard. He, he had some leverage in, in, on the corner or something. And, and guess what? Antonio just had seen so much. And your third receiver, Len, your third receiver is in the book, the playbook, and has seen every single defense. He's been doubled. He's been, he's been, when he was in Pittsburgh, bro, he got doubled every play by the Miami Dolphins. He still went off for like 192 in that wild card game when I was there. I was like, this dude is crazy. He knows how to identify coverages. He does all the small things and he's in a, in a system where he's in a system and he's in a, with a quarterback that he will never bark at. And I mean that like whatever Tom says goes and you can tell by just their communication on the sideline, on the field, their jubilation when they score, like they're both just, so happy for one another. And I just, I, I've been around one receiver that's done that. And he was the best receiver I've ever played with. And that was Jarvis Landry. Jarvis could, could dictate coverage in practice. It was insane. Like he would like do the same thing. Like you just said, with Antonio will be running, he'll be running like a drive route and all the in cut going underneath him, And he'll, he'll see the safety robs the drop. It said they're in like cover one robber and the robbing safety just, He's Jarvis Landry, so they double Jarvis on the drive route. He'll be pointing behind him, saying that ball needs to be in the in, in, in behind him on an end cut now. And it's like, man, I, I had never been around those receivers at Western were good, but those that Jarvis Landry, he's just on a different level, man. So, um, a credit to that. I just know that that all that goes into that and that team, man. They just from the offensive side of the ball, they're just they're rolling, man. I, I, I'm excited. He's Brandon Dowdy, former NFL quarterback, Len Martez here on a Monday morning extra point. All right, so we brought, we brought up some good, and you mentioned one bad. I got to bring up a bad. And uh, I mentioned Ronald Jones earlier, but, uh, you know, it's just something about running backs who have been in the league three or four years should never have this happen to them. And that's whiffing on a blitz pickup. And he did that yesterday. And that's one of the fastest ways to end up back on a bench including the fumble we had last week. You fumble, you miss a blitz pickup, you end up on the bench, especially when you have capable backup and a guy that's basically a number one, two in Leonard Fournette too. So that's, and that's risque, man. I mean, granted Tom is in the shape that he's in, but all it takes, and I'm not wishing this, but all it takes is one bad hit. And you know, you, you, your season changes totally. So when it comes to Ronald Jones, 
You can't be missing those easy blitz pickups, man. Nope. And and you know it ain't for a lack of miscommunication or anything like that. <laughs> you know, Tom's telling him probably where he's who he's hot off of and really who he's got, you know. So it's ain't they have no excuse back there. Especially yeah. when you have when you have Golden Boy back there, Tom Brady, 44 years old, you keep you want to keep him as, as healthy as you possibly can. You keep, if you keep him off the turf, you got a chance to win every game. You're going to be in every game. So I agree with you a thousand percent. And I'm going to say mine is the defense in the third quarter. Uh, I don't like their scheme. I didn't like how they came out of the half. Um, I think it's a little bit concerning. And I know I've talked about the offensive side. I haven't even touched the defense. I do think if this team doesn't score 30 points, they're in trouble. And it doesn't make sense to me because statistically, um, if you look at the look at the numbers, you look at what they do, you look at the players they got on their roster, it's like, how? I mean, Shaq Bear, I mean, they got they are so deep at every position. DBs are a little sketch. Uh, I think they play Kansas City. They might be in a little trouble again. But I just – I'm a little concerned with – if they don't stay healthy on offense, they have to rely on that defense. Uh, that's the only question mark. I say question mark, but being the number one team in the NFL, it's a very question mark of the question mark, man. I, I don't. I just I, I, this offense is too good. They're they're doing whatever they want. They're dictating what however they want. And Rob, it's like Rob Gronkowski and Tom have been playing together for ten years or something like that. But they are just like, dude, like it's crazy. I I truly think like Tom looked at Rob last year and was like, hey, dude, just just get ready for next year. You know what I mean? Like the way he's played these first two games, he was on the roster, didn't really do anything until the playoffs game. And then you start thinking about Rob, think about how he, how he's playing. If you really think about it, Len, last year, they were, they were kind of subpar, you know, in the beginning of the year. They didn't really play the way they're playing now, the way they made that run. I think it was after that New Orleans game they lost. KC game. Kind of, KC, KC game was the last was. game they lost. You're right. Week 12. You're right. Week 12. That, that case, you know, but I think they played New Orleans and they almost lost. They should have lost that game. The offense played like dirt. I don't know if you remember. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm mistaken. But I thought there was a game like it was a Sunday night or a Thursday night or a Monday night where that offense just didn't look right. And I'm looking at the side. I, I, and they won that game. And I'm looking at my dad and, and the people that I was around. And I was like, hey, man, I don't know what's going on. Tom's looking kind of old. He's just kind of looking a little bit old. And then I, I don't know if you remember, but we didn't we didn't know anything about Leonard Fournette until the back half of that year. And all that says to me, this Tampa Bay Bucks team, Len, they can do literally what like if they need to run the ball, they know. All right, I can throw it. I can throw it 50 times a game in September, October, November. But when I got to play road games on the road when it matters. We got to be able to run that rock. And so when you talk about Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette and Giovanni Bernard in the backfield, man, I ain't worried about that. Why am I not worried about that? I know they know how to run the ball down there. They, they did it last year. That's, how, that's what kept them in them. When Tom was a little bit out of rhythm or out of source or showing his age a little bit, they gave the ball to Leonard Fournette. And that's when he became Leonard Fournette that we know right now. Because in the beginning, I was like, man, I don't know if he fits this offense. And then all of a sudden, man, I, this team is dangerous. This team is the number one team in the NFL. They'll stay the number one team in the NFL, even with the the the, the subpar holes they have in the, on the defensive side of the ball. Speaking of the backfield, let me ask you this because you, you've experienced this as far as being a quarterback's concerned. You mentioned Tom knowing the protection, knowing 
who's hot, knowing who's going to come at him as far as mm-hmm. the blitz pickup is concerned. I'm thinking, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking a guy with his experience probably gets out of the huddle, and Ronald Jones is so close to him when he's telling him that's who's coming. That's who's coming. Whatever number it is, he may even point to the dude mm-hmm. and say that's who's coming. And see, that's why it's concerning to me when you miss a blitz pickup, when you have the Hall of Fame quarterback pointing out to you who's coming at him, who you got to pick up, and you're still with? That's the, that's the beauty of a, of a, in my opinion, that's the beauty of a, a guy that's seen every coverage in the world. He covers up your mistakes. You know what I mean? I, and, yes, I agree. It, I'm with you a 1,000%. I, I, I think that it's a bigger issue than, it, than maybe I'm portraying it to be. But, and you have to protect him because he ain't like Mahomes. He ain't like Kyler Murray. He's not going to run out there around, around there for 25 seconds. He's going to know where his hats are. He's going to know where his answers are. He's going to know what coverage you're in, and he's going to know how to beat the coverage every single time. That's inevitable. If you watch the old Patriots game, Patriots games, they used to just beat you horizontally, not vertically. They used to beat you horizontally. They're going to stretch the field. Wide receiver screens, getting the running back, running back out out on the perimeter as far as they can. Tom just catches the ball and throws it out to a running back. Guy makes four guys miss, James White. I mean, it's just like – they beat you horizontally. Now they beat you horizontally, vertically, and down the field. It's just like, as a defense, how do I scheme for that? You're just, at some point, you just got to pray, like, all right, I'm going to play zone coverage. I'm going to make Tom be impatient when he's proven that he ain't going to be impatient. He's probably the most patient quarterback that is. So, for me, it's like, yes, I agree. I think that the, the pass protections uh, and, and the run, and running back has to pick know his keys. He's got to know who the will is. He's got to know who – who number four is, which is like a line, uh, safety in most cases, a, a nickel back. It could be sometimes he has to know that. Yes, I agree that. And guess what? Number 12 in that meeting today, Len, is probably sitting next to Ronald Jones when he whiffed and says, hey, Bubba, we need this. And when the greatest quarterback of all time sits in your meeting room and puts his arm around you and says, hey, you need to do this for the betterment of the team, you're going to do it. Why? Because he can have six. He has six reasons why he you need to do seven that. so seven i'm sorry oh geez i'm he's got seven reasons why he's going for number eight. Oh my gosh this dude is unbelievable so <laughs> there's something to that there's, there's some weight to that for sure well, well we'll see what uh what the challenge of the rams brings next week when they head out when the bucks head out to la but let's move on man let's talk a little bit of uh of a game talk about a game that took place at hard rock stadium a team that you know that you mentioned uh your former team the miami dolphins they lose at home 35 to nothing to the Buffalo Bills, a divisional game. Bills are now one-on-one. Dolphins are now one-on-one after beating the Patriots in week one. But my main question to you, and you can certainly tell me anything you want in regards to this game, Brandon, but I got to ask you, dude. I mean, last year it was a 110 games, and whether it was a mirage or not. And I want to buy the Miami Dolphins. I want to buy them. But when they play the Bills, where they played the Bills the last two times and got smoked by the team that's for, that's in first place in that division, and you can't compete against the one team in your division that you're supposed to compete against, that doesn't look good, dude. And I don't know if I can buy the Dolphins. Sell. Sell. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I've got, I'm selling, man. I, to a state, is their quarterback for the future? Sell. Uh, I know, and I don't mean to say that. I, I just – I. I don't see it. Uh, there's a couple things that are concerning to me. Uh, 
and it's from top down. I think that they've missed on way too many picks. They, they've, they've gotten away with just Chris Greer, and, and, and that, I love Chris to death. Uh, he's a good dude. I know him personally. But my guys missed many too many times. They hit on Xavier Howard. They hit on Laramie Tunzel. Laramie Tunzel was like a, a layup, man. They, I mean, he, he wasn't with the with the mask, man. They, he, he would have been the top first pick in the draft. Yeah, he's yeah, a top five so pick. It's, so they, 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 I guess they hit on that one. That's a kind of a gimme. Uh, but X, X was awesome. Bro, listen to this. This dude, X, Xavier Howard, first off, great human. I, don't, I, I know he gets a little bit crazy sometimes with things he says, but one of the, he sat right next to me. We were in the same class, 2016. In the team meetings, he sat right next to me. And first row, your quarterback, you got to sit in the first row just, just to put on a face. You know, you, you know you're, you're the leader of the team, man. So X is right next to me. And X used to pick my brain when he came to college, when he came to the NFL, he didn't know a single coverage, not a six, zero. No, he didn't know a coverage. Zero just played, coverage. Just played man. They said, no, he literally said, you got seven today. Okay. I got number seven. You got number one today. Okay. I'll just, I'll just guard number one. All right, cool. And the dude was freak. Got drafted in the second round in the NFL draft. He came to college, bro. And it was like, or I'm sorry. He came to the NFL and he was like, I'm going to learn these coverages or guess what? Our coaching staff saw how good he was going to be. And they said, we're going to force you to make, learn these coverages. And now you're kind of seeing what he's, he's plays confident. He's strong as an ox, man. The dude is like a workhorse. Um, I love, I, I, I have personal, I know him very well. Uh, I have personal experiences I've had with him. Great dude. He would always pick up my brain there and just be like, Hey, what coverage is that? I'd be like, it's one. Uh, I got, uh, what coverage is that? That's six. They're playing cloud to one side, quarters to the other side. Why do they play quarters? What's the, what, what are you looking for in quarters? Well, we, we're actually looking at that safety. The safety drops down. We're going to hit a post shot over top. Why? Because he got leverage. What else? Oh, we got scissors. Why? Why do you want to run scissors against quarters? Well, you got leverage on the inside guy. Oh, shoot. I didn't realize that. I said, so if I'm a, if I'm a corner and number one gets vertical and he gets outside releasing quarters, I'm going to get my head back to the quarterback. He's like, why, bro? I'm going to give him the deep ball. He's like, Quarters coverage. I said quarters coverage, but you're never gonna beat deep. He said, "Really?" I said, "Yeah, bro. Get your get your. If you get your eyes across back back to the quarterback and quarters coverage, you can rob anything to the flat. Every every flat coverage, you'll be there to make a tackle." He's like, "Dang, bro, I didn't even realize that." And so, I'm not saying I have any. <laughs> let me let me back to I have any help in his development, but just showing you just this dude was so eager in the NFL to learn coverages, learn what he wanted to do. I got a lot of respect for that dude because he it puts in the work and what you see on Sunday is he beats you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So, um, I, I, but like you said, dude, I, I'm selling, I'm selling hard. I don't think they can rely on the defense as much as they can, especially in that division. They don't have an identity on offense at all. They don't know if they want to run the ball. They don't know if they want to throw the ball. They don't know if they want to do the RPOs. They don't, they got all these dang weapons and they don't know how to use them. They're trying to throw three yard passes in the NFL where everybody runs four, three. I'm sorry, Jalen Waddle. I think you're a phenomenal player. I think Jalen Waddle is going to be phenomenal in this league, but if you ain't got no scheme around you, you ain't going to help. It, it ain't, it, it ain't going to work. And so I don't think to it. I, I don't like to his game. I don't think he's got an alpha dog. I don't think he's got the, Aaron Rodgers alpha in him, the Tom Brady alpha in him. Hey, listen to me. I'm going to be me. I think he's too um, – he, he adapts to culture too easily. I think he's one of those guys that just adapts to his players too much. I think this an alpha quarterback like, like Russell Wilson, like Aaron Rodgers, like Tom Brady, like Mahomes, like people just are magnets to him rather than him being attached to other people. He's so too reserved. 
He's he is. Reserved. He's just. He's too. And I, I don't want to say he's too much of a nice guy, but he's just. Uh, he don't have the alpha. He don't have that it factor. Like when I see him, I'm not like he doesn't like Herbert can make. He had what two interceptions yesterday, but he also had like four or five throws in that game where you're like, holy smoke! Like just Josh Allen, he had that throw where he rolls right, rolls right, rolls right, uh, makes a, a unblocked defender miss. I don't know as a six five guy and you have the most athletic player on your team, you make a miss, and I'm like, this dude's a freak. He rolls to the right and finds Diggs on the opposite side, bro, for the touchdown. I'm like, oh man, I don't see that in Tua, bro. Like I see like perfect scheme you have to put in the perfect scheme at the perfect call the perfect call against the perfect defense and you can't do that 70 plays in a row in the nfl you just can't you have to be the how you win in the nfl is the five six plays that go wrong that's how that's the difference between a, a bad team and a good team look at mahomes you can run man beaters against zone and mahomes guess what he just rolls out buys time and finds kelsey on a check down and that's that's the difference between a Deshaun Watson, and I hate to bring it up, maybe it's, I, I'm, maybe I'm foreshadowing here, a Deshaun Watson or a, a, a Tua, a Tua Tagovailoa. And I, I, I love Tua. I think he's a good dude. I think he's a Christian. I think he's, he's got his priorities in the right spot. I think he's uh, one with God. I think he's real when it comes to that. But I just don't see the alpha in him. And I, I think you got to sell on the Dolphins right now. He's Brandon Dowdy, former NFL quarterback, Len Martez, the Monday morning extra point. thing about the Miami Dolphins for me is this, and and you mentioned the lack of offensive identity. And it's so true. Number one, they don't run the ball. They don't run it well. Uh, they, they haven't had a real true number one running back. I mean, even prior to when you got there, they haven't really had one. In addition to that, and you know this as far as being a quarterback, I mean, defending them is 15 yards and in. There is yeah. nothing that – I mean, I know they have Will Fuller, and, and he came back to the team today after missing – yesterday's game and he should play this coming week but you got waddle and you got other guys that should be taking the top off of defenses and you don't use those guys that way and in addition to the fact that i haven't seen tour i got caught up in a rabbit hole um a couple of weeks ago watching two his highlights in tuscaloosa in alabama including the winning touchdown pass he threw to Devontae smith to win that national championship that ball was 35 yards in the air. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, I've, I've watched other highlights of him in Tuscaloosa in Alabama, Crimson Tide. Same thing, 35, 40 yards in the air. And I'm thinking, where is this dude? I've not seen that in the NFL. I have not seen him make those attempts as far as throwing the football. And I don't know if it's him or the play calling in the offensive scheme. Len, this is th third and fourth play caller he's had. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, it's a, yeah, okay. You can blame it on the play caller, blame it on the offensive court. This is number three and number four. Remember, they have dual play callers in, in Miami right now. Two two guys that are quote quote offensive coordinators. This is number three and number four in two years. Come on, man. You know, I, I don't know. I just I'm just not buying it. I'm just not a two a guy. Uh, I think his I think that injury he had in college is a lot more significant than people thought he was gonna it was I think he they played it off I think he wanted to keep his draft stock high so I think he's I just don't think he's got the same amount of torque I think he's disconnected when he throws the ball and what I mean by that is his legs don't mirror up with his throwing motion I think he throws all arms sometimes and I think it just he, the ball flutters on him and he you ever heard of the yips 
Yep. I think my boy, my boy has the yips. He he just he just gets nervous when they call a play that's over 15 yards and just panics. And so uh, I'm selling on the Dolphins. I don't think they can rely on their defense. If if they if they if they drafted Najee Harris in the first round and they had a running back and they had an identity where their offensive line was coming off the ball and they were smash mouth and they were running the ball down people's throats, I'd say bye. But just because of the fact that they don't have an identity, I don't think it's – I'm even selling because of two is hurt. I, I think I'm selling because of – I just don't like their team. And I don't mean that in a bad – I just don't like the fact that you have a defense and you're wasting that, that – that defense is legit, man. you got two number one corners on that team, man. Not many people other than the Tampa Bay Bucks got two number one receivers. And so when you can lock up one guy and don't have to double them, it just allows you to do so much more on, on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm selling, I'm selling, and I'm selling. I don't care if they win <laughs> 10 games. I'm selling right now, and I'm telling everybody. Everybody's, everybody down in Miami is going to blame Tua, like the, the situation with Tua of why they go – they have a losing record this year. But to me, I, I was selling at, even after week one. I thought Mac Jones even outplayed them. Speaking of week one, a lot of folks were buying the Saints after week one, after their uh... – Demolition of the Packers 38-3. But the Saints came down to earth yesterday when they showed up to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Panthers won this one 26-7. By the way, the Panthers, 2-0, one of the surprising teams in the NFL, tied for first place in the NFC South with the Buccaneers. But here's the thing when it comes to the Panthers, a concern. And think about this, being a quarterback yourself, Mr. Dowdy, and it's the fact that unlike other teams, the Panthers got questionable whether or not they have their franchise quarterback in Sam Donald, but to get him, all they gave up was a second round pick. So they gave a second round pick to get a first round talent in this league. And that's big when you can keep your first round picks and get something else for them and not have to waste it on a quarterback. Well, first off one, I don't think Carolina's a surprise. You can ask my family. I, I, one, I love Matt Rule. I love Matt Rule. I think he's, I think he's gonna be one of the best coaches in NFL history. One, he don't play games, bro. Like he comes on the sideline, you can tell everybody has a job and they do their job. They play eleven man football. You thought without Luke Kuechly, those guys would just be lost. They lost. Think about like two years ago under Rivera when Luke Kuechly goes down. First off, Luke Kuechly is the greatest defensive player I've ever played against in my life. This dude, Luke Kuechly, would like. Len, this is a side note, but he used to like call out like, hey, power's coming. Power's coming right here. It's coming right here. Just based upon how you're lined up, how much film we watch. Power's coming right here. And, and Ryan used to come to the sideline and be like, Tannehill used to be like, this dude, Luke, is calling out every run, bro. Like he's, he's calling out the play before I even get the signal in. Like it's like it's the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. That dude is inc- crazy. He's not even that great of an athlete. He just knows your playbook better than you know it. It's unbelievable. So, but the Panthers are legit. I like Matt Rule. I think Joe Brady's the, one of the best offensive coordinators in the league. I think Joe Brady needs to be up for the USC job, low key. I think that they are from top to bottom. They can run the football. I, you're going to hear me say it all day. If you can run the football in this league, you can be successful. It don't matter. I don't care if you're running it for 150 yards a game or if you've got Derrick Henry in the backfield and you can run it for 250. If you can run the football consistently in this game and you have an identity, you will win football games. What Joe Brady's going to get matchups. He's going to spread your team out when he needs to. 
He's going to mix in the run. The run is going to be mirrored with their play action. And I'm, I'm, my boy Sam Darnold's the next one to get paid, bro. Like he is, he's legit. And I, I said this, he was with, he got gasified over there in the Jets. I know all about being gasified. Adam Gase just, he ain't got no, a creative bone in his body, man. He's been a known loser since he came into the league. So, uh, <laughs> so I just, I know how Sam is and I know how uh, I have a lot of connections with USC and uh, a lot of my coaches in college coach Sam at USC. And that's why I, I don't know him personally. I just know people through that network. And so uh, I know he was frustrated with Adam as I was. And so uh, he just came out there. The best thing that ever happened in his career was getting out of New York. So I think they're legit. On the other hand, with the Saints, bro, um, I'm a little nervous. And I, 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 was, I was high on Jameis, and, and, and I'm rooting for Jameis, first of all. But at the same time, I'm like, man, Alvin Kamara. Listen to this stat, Len. I, just, I found this out of the archives. I don't know why. I'm not a big stat guy. But Alvin Kamara had five rushes for eight yards last week. Five, five, you, five yards on eight rushes. Five yards on – okay. And then this dude, he has, he has 28 rushes for 88 yards this year, 3.1 average. His longest play from scrimmage is 14 yards. Think about this. This is the most dynamic player in the NFL. He, he was number one in my fantasy league. I don't know about, about yours, but he went number one, after, especially after they got rid of – Murray I thought he was going to be getting the ball every down and guess what even to make it even worse 2017 Alvin Kamara played 45 percent of snaps 2018 he played 63 percent of the snaps 2019 he plays 59 percent of snaps 2020 he plays 61 percent of snaps this year in two games he's played 77 percent of snaps and he's had his worst two games so I'm a little concerned. Why? I don't think you can rely on Jameis Winston throwing the ball 40 times. You see that in Tampa. That's exactly what he was doing in Tampa. They can't run the ball. They got no chance. Yeah. You, it's funny you mentioned Kamara because when you were talking about the Panthers, I was thinking about the things that Donald has to work with. You mentioned Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator. And I never heard that that phrase, by the way, gasified. I've, gasified, uh, man. Yeah, that's, that's Adam gasified. That's real thing. <laughs> Adam gasified. All right, well. The thing about uh, Donald that he takes advantage of that Jameis needs to take advantage of is that that check down, that value, that Christian McCaffrey, that Alvin Kamara. You got that guy sitting right there who wants the football, who's a mismatch for whomever's in front of him, who can make one guy miss and get you 12, 15, 20 yards. Because that's how it is. You spread you spread these teams out. I mean, you know this, you're their quarterback. You spread these teams out, and all of a sudden, you got Camaro McCaffrey one on one, whether it's a wheel route or whether it's simply just a check out, check down, out pattern. Spread these defenses out, and all of a sudden, there's one defender that he's got to beat, and he's got the first down after that, if yep. not more, because you get a couple of downfield blocks. Yep. I never understood why guys don't use a guy like Camaro more often. And I watched Jameis yesterday, and one of his picks, that second pick that he threw, was like vintage and not a good vintage, vintage no. Jameis in Tampa <laughs> Bay. Turn your head on one leg, throw it up 40 yards down the field, three defenders down there and one, only one of your guys down there. And I know, like in my mind, I'm, I'm watching that play and I'm thinking, Sean, Peyton, please talk to him. Mm-hmm. Please talk to him. Mm-hmm. And, because he hasn't gotten through to him yet if he's still, still doing that. And, and you mentioned how 
Jameis has played. And a lot of what we saw here in Tampa Bay was that Superman effect, man, where you got to try to do everything. And unfortunately, it didn't work here. But in, in, in New Orleans, he doesn't have to do that. You got to, you got to, you got a valve that is going to give you 800, 900, 1,000 yards rushing a year, along with that same amount receiving yards. Dude, he's going to get close to 1,800 yards receiving total yards if you get him the football. And I'm talking about Alvin Kamara. So again, you got to be smarter than that. And as a quarterback in the NFL, one, one guy that played in the league, I mean, you should be able to appreciate that too, that you got that check down all the time. Absolutely. It's just leverage. The game of football is just leverage. If you can win leverage, the best person to win leverage is a, a running back on a linebacker. That's the number one thing. I don't know if you see it. You'll see it tonight when I mention it. But when Peyton, me and Peyton had the same mentors. Uh, and I mean, <laughs> the good mentors. Gase was <laughs> a mirror of Peyton. Peyton was not a mirror of Gase. He just there was a little bit of loss in transition between Peyton, the greatest, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and Adam Gase. He took took the bad, took the he took the bad in Peyton rather than taking. You talking Peyton? Anyway. You talking about Peyton Manning? Yeah, Peyton Manning. He's got that show tonight, and he we speak the same language. So when when a, when a running back, when they, a lot of these teams in the NFL, and I truly think I've been doing color commentating here for about three years, it's easier to do an NFL game like Tony Romo does than a college game. Why do I say that? Because the indicators actually are indicators in the NFL. What I mean by indicators, indicators of quarterback gets called to play. They call play from the sideline in your helmet, and they said you he'll say he'll say a play. He'll have a motion on that play. He'll say home. Well, what home is is I have my running back will go farthest as far as he possibly can, almost touching the sideline. He'll line up there and then I'll I'll bring him in. You'll see you'll see these two teams do it tonight. He brings them in and he sits in the home position. All that's doing is an indicator for a defense. If a linebacker runs out there, I know it's man coverage. You if a safety out. runs out there, yeah. it's a man coverage. You're if, trying to find I, out what defense they're running. That's all they're trying to do. He can get three steps. You'll see it. He'll run three steps, and they'll be like, oh, oh. linebacker started walking with him. Hey, come back. You're, right. you're, you're good. Use, your, use your, your motions. Your motions do the same thing. If you run a motion from one side of the field to the other side of the field, somebody follows them. I know it's man coverage. So easy. Jameis isn't doing that. I watched it last night. He's just, he's, he's bringing, he'll bring him in. Sean's just trying to give him as much information as he possibly can. And he's over here looking at the protection over the left side. I'm like, dude, Alvin Kamara is one-on-one. And I, I'm not a racist dude, but he's got a white stiff <laughs> linebacker on him. You throw that man, the ball out of the backfield. I don't care what the coverage indicates. I don't care what the protection is. Take three steps and you throw it to Alvin Kamara. And he just doesn't do that. And, and that's the difference between when I watch, Drew, Drew Brees do it. And I, I watch Alvin Kamara do it. First off, and Lenny, bro, you got to watch that Jameis Winston feature on ESPN. Did you watch that? Not yet. Oh, my gosh, dude. You got to watch it. That dude is the funniest. I know he had a bad game. I know. I, but, dude, that dude, he's doing like – he's on a BOSU ball, one foot on a BOSU ball, okay? One-legged BOSU ball, juggling three balls. And he's got a buddy there, three like tennis balls. And he's juggling the balls and, and he's got a, a buddy there with a deck of cards and he's throwing the deck of cards in his face and he's telling him what, what that card is like three of diamonds. And he's, he's just juggling these. I just think it's like the stuff that he comes up with, bro, is like the most, it's like, I was telling Matt more about that. The other day. He was like, this dude's the most interesting man in football, bro. <laughs> so, so, what, so that, so that drill is supposed to be able to like, does that help your eyes identify stuff? Maybe, maybe like a uh, number recognition. Maybe, maybe like quick receptive information to, to, to 
to see with your eyes. I, I, I have no idea. I don't know. There's just so much going on. It's new to you. Yeah, I ain't never seen anything like that. I was like, man, I, and I, I don't, I won't be teaching that to any kids. I'm dang sure about that. Well, so. well, we talked about bad quarterback play when we talked about Jameis. We talked about good quarterback play when we talked about Sam Donald. Let's talk about some more good quarterback play. Let's head to Heinz Field, where a game that took place yesterday between the Steelers and the Raiders. Raiders winning this one 26-17. Raiders are now 2-0, one of those surprise teams that, that is 2-0. Uh, I mentioned good quarterback play, Derek Carr. Yesterday, 382 yards. He had five different wide receivers where he had at least four catches. Everyone thinks about the Raiders and thinks, oh, Darren Waller, and they should because he's one of the best tight ends in the NFL. The best. But, but Derek Carr is telling you and showing you that that's not all that offense is about. He can get it to other people. And whether you want to believe it or not, the Raiders are 2-0 again for the second year in a row. And in addition to that, they're not doing it like, like – uh, like Raiders teams in the past where they did it all on offense. They played some defense yesterday too. They did. They did. And I, I got some, I got some inside sources over there. And my, one of my best friends is the assistant offensive line coach with the Raiders. And even him, he was just kind of like 50, 50 on Derek Carr. And I was like, man, you guys are crazy. I'm saying this is years past. I'm like, this dude, Carr is legit, man. Len, Derek Carr, and I'm going to make a bold, he is the best deep ball thrower I've, I've ever seen. I mean, his deep ball is insane. It's like a torpedo out of the air, bro. He like throws it 90 yards in the air and it just drops somehow. It's like, man, I don't know how he does this. Um, he's playing well. They have an identity, man. They have an identity. They're going to throw the football. But they didn't remember, they didn't have Josh Jacobs yesterday. So they didn't, weren't able to run it efficiently. So I think when playoff come, time comes, I think they relied on the pass game a little bit too much late in the season last year they got down in some games i know their defense was terrible but they got down in some games and they kind of got away from the run, the run game but i think their they, their ability to run the ball will make them a contender so i'm 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 buying the las vegas raiders and i did it last year as well but i'm buying i'm not selling i'm buying them i think they're legit it's not it has nothing to do with uh, my buddy there but i think pittsburgh's a good team that's i mean that's a good defense that's a top down good defense uh, they have an experience from top to top to the bottom. They got Mike Tomlin, best one of the best. He'll be a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best coaches of all time. Uh, they got another Hall of Fame quarterback. It looks like he's like 60 years old, but somehow it's just still slinging and dropping dimes. I have no idea how he does it, but um, I, I think they're a legit team. And I also think the Steelers are a legit team as well. Well, let's move on to uh, one of the last games we're going to talk about. We'll talk about a one-point game and a game that was lost like like – Thursday night on a last second, second field goal. Difference was Thursday night was a last second field goal that happened to be a retry after the first one was missed. But last night, Cardinals Vikings, 34-33. Cardinals win this one. Another surprising team, 2-0. Vikings 0-2. Not a surprise there. But I bring up that last second field goal and, and the Vikings kicker George, Greg Joseph missed a 37-yard field goal to end the game. We mentioned it, you mentioned Kyler Murray earlier when it came to quarterbacks of concern, but we also talked about teams with no running identity. It's kind of scary to have the athletic ability that Kyler Murray has, but yet you don't have a real true number one running back. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm selling on the Cardinals. Uh, I don't, I, I'm worried about their run game. I'm, I'm worried that Kyler gets a little bit too comfortable with his legs. I think it gets him off track sometimes in his reads. If you watch the games, I think he he has things early in his progression 
that he passes up and get just just falls in love with the deep ball. He falls in love with uh, the scramble drill, which is not really a scramble drill. It's actually practice. Um, but I think he falls in love with the big play too much. And you could tell, I mean, he threw those two picks in that game and they both were horrendous. Like they were both like, Bubba, just, just, just toss it to the back. You don't have to, it's first and 10. Like you don't have to throw a 50 yard pass and a double coverage. Just give it to the back and let us get five. Now we're still ahead of the chains. Like, I don't think Kyler grasped that yet, but when he does, Lynn, I like Kyler Murray. I, I, and it's crazy because I was a pocket guy. I could run a five, two, two at the NFL combine. Like I have nothing in common with this dude. This dude has everything that I don't have had as a player, but I like him. Why? I like him because I just, I think he's, he's got the, the best motion in the game. He has the, the most, uh, he has no wasted motion, no wasted movement in his motion. His throwing mechanics are incredible. Um, but I also think that what scares me and I don't, understand why they haven't gone after a premier big big boy running back yet but I that their running game scares me and on the opposite end I mean Minnesota goes two for ten on third down man how do you have Dalvin Cook in the backfield and you go two for ten because so, I would say 70 percent of those third down conversions were third and five or less that's not good Bubba. that's that's that is not good Minnesota sell 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 I don't like I think um uh, Zimmer's past his time. I think his defense is played out uh, and they're just not playing good defensive football like they used to. So um, I, I think the sell on one side is very easy, but I'm also selling on the other side of Arizona just because of that run game. I think it's going to come back and beat him in the butt. Before we talk about the last game, I, wanted, I do want to talk about the Vikings because you mentioned Zimmer but and you mentioned Dalvin Cook. And we talked about the explosive running backs, the dual threat running backs like Kamara, and like Christian McCaffrey, and you got another one in Dalvin Cook, Weasley is, I mean, you start mentioning the top three guys, boom, there they are, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe not so much when it comes to the power running game of Derrick Henry, but when you start talking about the top three dual threat running backs, that's them. And you've yep. got one in Minnesota that's on a team that's now 0-2, not to mention the fact that in that same offense, you've got arguably, you know, top four, top five tandem wide receivers in Jefferson and Thielen, and yet Kirk Cousins and that team can't find wins. So I'm, I'm going to ask you, and, and maybe you have an answer, maybe you don't. But who do you blame then because of all the things that I mentioned that are working right in their favor? Yeah, I, I think that it's, it's accumulation of a couple of things. I think uh, I just personally don't think – I think Zimmer's out of his time. I think he's just – if you watch these games, it seems like they get off to these hot starts. And then they just fall apart. It's two games in a row. You're like, what the heck happened? I, and I'm, I'm, I think people think I'm crazy, but I like Kirk Cousins. I think, I don't think, I think he's more than a game manager. A lot of people think like he gets, he gets kind of categorized back when Ryan, Ryan was with Miami was, man, Ryan Tannehill is just a game manager. But if you look at Ryan Tannehill's stats, they were better than Patrick Mahomes last year. Cheap touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, yards, his completion percentage, his, his, quarterback efficiency rating, which means nothing. Uh, but I, I don't put Kirk in. I think he's a franchise guy. Yeah, I think he's got to start winning games. Yeah, 100%, 1,000%. I think he's got a, a security blanket behind him and Dalvin Cook, 100%. But I think their issues is on the defensive side of the ball, which is weird because 
Zimmer is supposed to be a, the defensive guru. Back in the day, man, when we used to play Zimmer, he had this blitz zero coming at you from all over the place. You didn't know where guys were coming from. You didn't know who was coming from where. You couldn't identify Mike. You couldn't identify Will. You couldn't you couldn't pick up a protection to save your life back in. And this is only four years ago. Now it's like, man, they're like Swiss cheese, man. They're like, they're so holy on defense. It's like, man, I wish I played against this Zimmer. They're playing cover four I, I i get playing zone coverage against kyler murray but the week prior they were playing cover four cover two soft often soft rpo games killing them i was like man it's just I, I think zimmer's to blame and i think this defense is just they've missed a little bit on defense just an, I, I, from an identity standpoint all right last game certainly may have been the best one of the weekend and that was the one that took place in baltimore yesterday at uh, m&t bank stadium in baltimore where the ravens Squeaked out a 36-35 win over the Chiefs. Both teams are now one and one. But you mentioned explosive quarterback play. We mentioned RPOs. That was all on display yesterday. And when it comes to two teams in the AFC, I don't know that you'll find a better matchup between two teams that will probably end up playing each other in the playoffs if we're lucky. Lamar. Lamar's trying to get paid, Len. He, he came out of that. He came out of that game, man. And I was like, man, this dude. Those two picks early. There's a pick six and like the second play of the game. My fantasy was hyped though because I had Kansas City defense and Tyron. I played this league where they got defensive players, so I got Tyron Matthew too. So pick six, I got double points, man. He got like Tyron Matthew had like sixteen points. Quit patting yourself two. on the back, man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, my dude, Lamar Jackson, man. He he. What what happened early in this game? is they were dropping Lamar back. And I don't know what the the strategy was coming in. Uh, they were struggling. I mean, you look, flash, they were down 14 points. Lamar has two picks, and they're only down seven. And it's like, what the heck's going on? Kansas City goes one of six on third down. Man. First off, they had six third downs in the entire game, which is insane. Baltimore goes six for 11 on third down. 11, they have double. The third downs as Kansas City does almost. And Kansas City only loses by one. Ah, you're going to think I'm crazy. I think Patrick Mahomes is the will be the greatest quarterback of all time when all said is done. I think he is the best arm talent I've ever seen in my life. I've actually watched him throw a football on one hitch, one hitch up in a pocket in warmups, 90 yards. I've, I've watched it with my eyes. It was one of those moments where you like, your mouth is open, like, and you like, can't close it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, are you serious? This dude just threw the ball 90 yards in a, and it just kept going and going. And when I, we played against him in my, my rookie year and they just killed us. Uh, but, but I think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I think he's the one of the smartest quarterbacks of all time. The things that he does with his eyes, the game is moving so slow for him. Uh, that I think he's one of the greatest of all time. I think Andy Reid is the greatest offensive mind of all time. Um, uh, just the way he sets him up for success. And Pat just knows what Andy's calling before he even calls it. So, but in saying that, I'm absolutely 100% selling the Kansas City Chiefs. Why? I'm selling the Kansas City Chiefs. They got no run game, man. You can't throw the ball 100. They learned, they didn't learn their lesson last year. I thought they were going to come out and get a back. They're, they thought the offensive line was the problem. My opinion is the running back. They need a big, physical, hand-in-your-face running back. They had Le'Veon Bell last year. He's a bust. They have uh, Edwards Hilaire, whose jig is still up on him, but he's he's favoring towards just not 
being what I thought he was early in his rookie career, rookie year. But I'm selling on them only because they don't have a run game and their defense is so spotty. They got two guys in that defense. All the rest of them are, are interchangeable. Chris Jones is one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Tyron Matthews is still a dog, but he's getting a little old. He can't do it all. Uh, I, after that, they drop off. Fred Clark has made his money. I feel like he's just chilling at this point. I watched him play against a guy that was like 41 years old last night and just getting manhandled. I'm like, man, my boy Frank Clark's made his money. He's trying to get out of here. But I, I truly think that if you can't stop the run, you can't run the football, you can't shorten games when you have leads, you can't win in this league. And Baltimore, Lynn, 251 to 62 rushing. And I get it. Lamar's a big part of that. I 100% get it. He's like having an extra running back back there. But when you're – they don't give a crap. Running team – like playing Baltimore is like playing Navy. You play the Naval Academy, they ain't trying to win the game in the first or second quarter. They're going to win the game in the fourth. Why? Because you're dead tired on defense. Chris Jones has got his hands on his hips. He can't – he can't – he doesn't want – he's done with the beating. He's done getting double teamed. He's done getting trapped. That's all they did to him all night last night. And it didn't it didn't work in the first quarter, but guess what? The fourth quarter when they got when they when the game was on the line, they were pushing those dudes six yards and they those holes were just I'm telling you, anybody could have ran through them dang holes. No, but man. that's the that's the King Henry, Derrick Henry effect too. Absolutely. Because you got thing. guys, you got guys and that, that play the Titans when they play the Titans defensively. You know how teams come out first quarter, you're gang tackling, feeling you good, your whole your three or four guys are getting to the ball, whatever it is. But eventually that wears on you, like you mentioned. And it showed yesterday in the Titans game because he busted off a 60 yard run near the end of the game. Same thing because he's not going to get tired. You're nope. going to get tired trying to hit him and tackle him and get as many bodies on him. But by the third quarter, by the second half, by the fourth quarter, same effect when it comes to the running games concerned. King Henry's going to get his. Derrick Henry's going to get his. And maybe he'll maybe he won't break up a forty or fifty yard run. But all he's got to do is bust off a couple of five, eight, ten yard runs. And as you mentioned, shorten the game. And all of a sudden you're playing a clock. And if you're winning, great. If you're losing and you're still able to run your offense, whether it be throw it or run it the way they run it, you can get to wherever you need to get to to take that one score down and to win the football game and control the clock. So when it comes to Baltimore, it's the same thing. And yeah, Lamar, you know, they cheat a little bit when it comes to the running game because it's not all from the running backs. But you know what the bottom line is? Defensively, you still got to put your hand on the ground and you still got to line up against somebody in front of you who's pushing you back for four quarters. That's the thing. When you start running 35, 40 times a game, that's the thing. Absolutely. And you don't know if runs coming. You don't want to know if pass is coming. You start throwing the ball 50. Hey, look at, look at, well, and, and, and I'm going to throw one more stat out there. I'm, I'll shut up. But Lamar Jackson and, and the Baltimore Ravens ran 68 plays. Why they run 68 plays? They're getting three. They're getting four. They're getting four. They're getting first down. They're getting four. They're getting six. They're getting first down. They're playing a game that's keeping Patrick Mahomes and his smartness, his athleticism on the sideline. And you know what happens when you sit on the sideline? I've been there. You get cold. You get out of rhythm. You get like antsy. You're like, okay, we just scored in four plays. Now we're going to sit for six minutes. Oh, now we go out there. We run tempo. We go, we run tempo. We go three and out. Oh shoot. Our defense just gave up a six minute drive. Guess what? Four and a half minutes is coming right down your throat. Six minutes is coming right down your throat. 
you do that accumulated that from for four quarters, brother, but brother, they are going to wear out. They're going that's what's that's what happened last night. That's what's going to continue to happen. I don't care. And then you think about Tennessee. Look at Tennessee. I know this is an extra game, but I don't care. 83 total plays, Tennessee. 52 to Russell Wilson and them boys. And they got big play after big play after big play. 83 plays. They almost ran 31 more plays than them dudes. Why? Because they're just grinding it out. They're they're keeping your offense, keeping your studs, keeping your 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 uh thoroughbreds on the sideline. The, you know, that the 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 um Metcalfs, the Lockets, they're all on the sideline chilling, drinking Gatorade and feeling pretty good, feeling fresh. Well, my man King Henry is running down your throat. So I, I, I like I said, I've been saying it all, 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 all day, man. I'm just saying, if you ain't got a run game, I, my your passing game might look sexy right now, and you might be throwing for 400 yards. Dak Prescott did that was 0 and 4 last year. Good job, man. That's tap, tap, tap on the back. You you throw for 500 yards for five straight games. Okay, cool, bud. But you you ain't got you, you 0 and 5. But anyway, so then, but on on the same side, on the same side of that. You look at like the Chargers, bro. Look at the Chargers. Bro, they throw it 50 times a game, this dude. This poor Herbert is throwing it 50 a game. You can't win football games in the NFL throwing it 50 times a game. You got a top 10 back in the backfield that's getting nine carries a game. Bro, give Eckler the ball. Put take some pressure off the pass, your, your pass protection, one. And two, take some pressure off your, your quarterback that's still – Drinking bottles, bro. He's not eating. That kid's like 21 years old, bro. You're trying to Similac. make him read He's still deep. drinking on Similac. He's drinking. You're trying to make him read NFL defenses and getting his doctorate in defense and, and, and defensive recognition 50 times a game, bro. It's just a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. All right, before we wrap this up, and he's Brandon Dowdy, Len Martez, the Monday morning extra point. Make sure you check out the podcast on iHeart, Apple, Spotify, wherever you find it. Hit that subscribe button so you'll get us every week wrapping up the NFL action. But before we wrap this up, Brandon, let's uh, you we've talked about two and all teams. I brought them up individually, but I'm gonna ask you, phony or fake? These two and all teams. You got the Raiders, Broncos, and Panthers. Raiders, Broncos, Panthers. Are these teams phony or fake? For, okay. We'll start with the Raiders. Raiders. Um, ooh. I, oh, I'm I, sorry. Wait, wait. Phony said, and phony and fake is pretty much the same thing. So, so are they phony when it comes to the Raiders, who are two and zero team? No, I, I think the Raiders are a real deal. Why? I think they got experience from top to end. They got the best tight end in football. Darren Waller's just. I mean, that dude is a freak. Better uh, than Kelsey? Woo! Oh, that's tough. Kelsey's in a better offense. But just from a freak standpoint, like the, you talk about just freakonomics, like that dude is just, he's just a freak, man. He can, he, dude, you know how he's a freak? He's putting corners on him. They put corners on him, and man, their best, their, the best player on the defensive side of the ball is going to play Darren Waller. Why? I, I think they're legit only because they got two quality, quality wins. And, you know, they beat Pittsburgh at home, and then they come in here and they, and they, they, I'm sorry, they beat they beat. I'm sorry, who who they beat in the, in the first? They beat first the game? Ravens on that Monday night game. They beat the Ravens on the Monday night. Yep, and they they smothered them, man. They smothered them, and I thought that they played. They had a good game plan. Uh, that's a good win, and at home, and then they beat uh, Pittsburgh, who's rolling. And so, and they well, all the experience and all that depth in that defense. Uh, I'm I, I'm I I think that the Raiders are legit. So I got so I pretty much know the answer to this one, considering. 
you talked about the strength of schedule of the two teams that the Raiders beat. So the Broncos, 2-0, are they phony? You, you, I'm going to catch you by surprise. No. Even with the team that they beat? Correct. Why? I think they're legit. I think the Broncos could run the football. They have an identity. They have a quarterback that's not going to make mistakes. And I want to know this stat, Doug. I want to know if you don't turn the ball over in the NFL, if you have zero turnovers, what is the percentage where you have a chance in the last five minutes of the game? I wonder if that's a stat. I wonder if there's a stat out there. I'm sure with all the analytics they got going on. They ain't going to turn the ball over. Teddy Bridgewater's a known. He ain't going to turn the dang thing over when he was in New Orleans, when he was wherever, in Carolina. He he wasn't going to turn the ball over. If you can do that, you got a chance to win. Their defense is legit. They got some young, hungry receivers. And they they play a a brand of football that shortens the game. They got two backs that are legit. Get to the (laughs) quarterback. They get to the quarterback. They get to the quarterback. Two stud defensive ends. They got two, yeah, and and I, I I think they're legit. I really do. I think they can control the game with their run game, shorten shorten it up, kind of the same effect as the as the Ravens have. Uh, I think they can they can control the game, and I think that's uh, that's big in this league. The last one, and I pretty much know the answer to this one, but I'll ask anyway. Panthers, are they phony? Man, Panthers have been my sleeper all year. I'm sticking with them, bro. Uh, even from preseason when they when they got. Sam, I was like, oh, Bubba, this is – watch out. They, they, they talk from top down. They have, they have an identity. It's just funny that all three of these teams that we talked about, they all have identity. They, they're, they know who they're going to get the ball to. They know what they're going to do, they, what the, how they want to control the line of scrimmage. They know what they the, – the, that how many touches each player is going to get. They got a quarterback that can spread the ball out. He makes good, quick decisions. They got playmakers on the outside that can catch and run and make guys miss. Uh, they're dangerous on offense and they're dangerous on defense. And they got a head headband that I believe in. I think this dude's going to be legit. All right. He's Brandon Dowdy, former NFL quarterback. You can follow him at Brandon Dowdy on Twitter. You can follow me, Len Martez at Elmar810. Next week, Mr. Dowdy and I will talk about that matchup that'll take place in LA between arguably, potentially, an NFC Championship preview. Rams and Buccaneers. But until then, this is this has been a Bucks Nation podcast, the Monday morning extra point.